0: This is KCCI News Channel 8.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Kevin is joining me on this very, very unimaginable day. The federal building was shut down at 10 o'clock this morning and security has been heightened. Inside the building, it's virtually empty. There's nothing going on in the halls, but outside you can see plenty of security.
2: Well, the Des Moines Airport is essentially shut down. As you can see behind me, it looks pretty deserted.
1: Nothing was said. We just simply landed, everyone. And only after we got off did we find out what's happening. National airspace will be closed at least until 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. A facility normally comes by one officer and one cadet, is now being patrolled by seven officers and three canine units.
2: As flights stay grounded, passengers are scrambling to get to their destinations.
1: These cowardly acts against our nation will not stand. Extra. Terror. Horrendous number of dead in New York. Fiery plane crash (laughs) devastates Pentagon. In a horrific sequence of destruction, terrorists crashed two planes into the World Trade Center in New York in a coordinated series of attacks this morning that brought down the twin 110-story towers. A plane slammed into the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., raising fears that the seat of America's government was under attack. Authorities had been trying to evacuate the 50,000 people who work in the Twin Towers, but many were thought to be trapped. The attacks spread fear across the nation as authorities went on alert coast to coast, halting all air traffic and tightening security at strategic installations. President Bush said, We will do what it takes, whatever is necessary, to secure America and Americans. Bush was in Florida when the attacks occurred. He was flown to Barksdale Air Force Base in Louisiana. This was published in the Cedar Rapids Gazette on September eleventh, two thousand one, in an extra edition. And you're listening to Rock Hard Caucus, <laughs> Iowa's <laughs> favorite <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> Apparently Natalie found that very funny. Oh <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Fuck oh off.
2: Well,
1: it's currently eight twenty PM on September tenth, twenty twenty. Uh, In just a few hours, we'll be celebrating the 19th anniversary of the horrendous number of dead. Happy 9-11 Eve, everyone. That's right. We're talking 9-11 tonight. The
2: only thing I recognize is Justin's birthday.
1: That's right. It's my birthday. This is Mm -hmm. our special birthday episode.
2: (laughs) Born on (laughs) 9-11.
1: I'm here. I'm Justin. And I'm here with the Harwoods, Natalie and Cooper.
2: Yeah. Hello. Hey. Uh,
1: Natalie, your birthday was last week, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is a celebration of both of our birthdays. We're covering a very uh, fun and whimsical topic for today's (laughs) episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah do you do you have a good roadmap to how to make this listenable? Because
2: nine eleven is funny when you're (laughs) not.
1: I mean, we've got a lot of distance from it now, and that's true. In retrospect, like we we know what resulted from what happened on that day. And Get there is up. a lot to laugh at.
2: I understand that you're trying to make sure that I can't be sound clipped one day <laughs> running for <laughs> office with 9-11 is funny.
1: <laughs> the events of the day themselves were, of course, The very events tragic, are horrifying. A lot of people died and yes. uh, a lot of uh, irreparable damage done to a lot of people. Uh, emotionally and mentally as well.
2: Absolutely. What I think is funny is the absolute insanity of culture we have gotten in the twenty years since. Yeah. So mm-hmm. no, I don't think it's funny that people died. It's horrifying.
1: Yeah, but the, it, it just became like Thanks. a a cornerstone of just total American monster culture explosion.
0: <laughs> um, are we gonna finally nail down who who did it? And this I was one. Blush.
1: Well. I'm coming at it from the a, a little bit of a different angle because. Oh, okay. uh,
2: <laughs> I think he's talking about personal stories, but the official position of Rockhard Caucus is that Bush did 911.
0: Oh, I have my own theory, but I guess I won't share it here in this platform. I'll okay. start my own podcast. No,
2: the, I'm I am a 911 truther, though. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I I think he knew about it and didn't stop it, and then immediately leveraged it for. Convenient things. Okay. I don't well, think he was literally flying the planes.
0: Right. Well, no. I I know what happened, but I'm not gonna get I don't, into I'm it. I'm not
2: like a jet fuel melts can't melt steel beams like type psycho, mm-hmm. but I am. A, I'm a soft truther, okay. so I just want to get that out of the way for our listeners. They know that mm-hmm. I believe every conspiracy.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, on the other hand, I'm a 9/11 denier. I believe we were all bamboozled. Nothing actually happened. <laughs> 9 11 did not take place by <laughs> Justin <Yep>. Baudrillard.
0: <laughs> I got a philosophy major for that joke.
2: <laughs> I didn't get it. I just laughed. Because <laughs> yeah. you guys Same. did.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, me too. <laughs>
2: I wait, no, I know who Baudrillard is.
1: Yeah.
0: But. He inspired The Matrix, which I think was the biggest movie during the 9 11 times.
2: During the 9-11 season. <laughs> predated
1: 9-11 and sort of predicted it. I would say that... Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, just a sec. We, we lost headphones for a moment. Oh, we okay. lost our
2: headphones. We have a jerry set setup I was here. was gesticulating.
0: We are two... Our twin towers of sound just fell as well. <laughs> 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 Never forget.
1: Uh, I was saying that The Matrix uh, predated and in some ways predicted 9-11.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it was like... It,
0: I mean, the sequels came out after. Yes. Yeah, so it was like smack dab in the middle. I'm not saying it was a promotional event for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, so what I I did the other day, I was thinking, oh, we should do a 9/11 episode of this show just to see what happens. And uh, we were all, you know, kind of young. It was my 11th birthday. Natalie, you had turned 11 the week 11. before. Yeah. Yeah, and Cooper, you were uh, tw- tw- 23. Yeah. I was
0: fourteen, twenty three. I was <laughs> I was older than I am now. <laughs>
1: yeah, fourteen. Okay, so yeah. my perspective—I don't know. Like we were old enough to remember it happening, probably pretty vividly. Mm-hmm. But I at least did not have the worldliness to really understand the implications of what was going on. Uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of what was happening. Like I, it was my first exposure to a lot of these subjects, so I, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm just sort of vaguely uncomfortable and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that is the general American psyche at that time, though, is that of 11
0: yeah. year old Justin. Yeah,
2: I don't remember being scared. I just remember being like, oh, that's crazy. Everyone's really flipping out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I was hoping that we could start with uh, just our own personal recollections of the day. So do you remember anything else about it, Natalie?
2: Um, I know we watched it on the Channel One TVs. <laughs> Um, and that got me thinking a lot about Channel One, which is like propaganda. They That's, played yeah. like Marines commercials, the
1: child right. news, yeah,
2: yeah, child <laughs> news, plus like recruiting by the right.
0: Which I'm sure the recruiting ads government. really like r- ratcheted up after that. But oh, you yeah,
2: remember every room got a free TV as long as they forced the kids to watch. Channel One. <laughs> 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 so all those like hanging TVs. Sorry,
1: those were paid for by Channel One.
2: Yeah, man. Oh, okay. You know those like box TVs that hung up on the wall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those Channel One put those in the schools in exchange for them making their students watch it, the Channel One every day, which is so they could advertise the military.
0: Three second break. Go ahead, bud. That was uh, <laughs>
1: the third Harwood's appearance on the show. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. She does not remember nine eleven. <laughs> okay, Natalie. What do you remember? What do you remember about nine eleven?
2: Um, I mean, that's all I remember is that they came in um, and we watched it on the TV for like hours on the Channel One TVs. Mm -hmm. And then I went home and um, my mom was crying in the living room and um, that was it. I went to bed. I don't. I have almost. I don't remember anything from being a kid. I was a really depressed kid, and it makes me not have good. Memories. Oh yeah, we've
1: talked about that before.
2: Yeah, like everything is really fuzzy. Yeah. Because it's like discolored by depression, so I don't really remember anything. What do you remember?
0: Yeah, I mean, like I remember it pretty clearly. I like. I mean, same basic thing of like. Um, I think I like saw the second plane because by you know they like turned the TVs on by then. And then there was just sort of this weird like that was in like period two or whatever. And then period three, I I remember vividly for some reason I had art class and we just went and everybody was just kind of like. the the Twin Towers, yeah, we all painted the Twin Towers. No, it was um, a cartooning class, so I was making a little cartoon about a snowman that melts. Um, and I was just working on that while I'm like, Is the world ending? Like, (laughs) or is this nothing? Or, like,
2: Oh, I want to see the cartoon. It's a
0: really good cartoon. I wish I had it somewhere. I've looked around, that's the real tragedy. Um (laughs) But and like, that's what like parents started coming to like pick kid I mean, because I was 14. So like mostly it was people being picked up. And like the most vivid memory I have is then like, I made it all the way to lunch and my parents were not coming. And I was like, do I have to just stay school and just sort of like live in this weird like
2: Why would your parents get you on 9-11?
0: I don't know because everybody was leaving mostly it was the, like kids with cars and I didn't know anyone with a car so I was just stuck at school because I was <laughs> a lame 14 year old right <laughs> a Big
2: fucking nerd.
0: Again the real like <laughs> but it was like it was strange and like by then everyone was like trying to figure out like is this a bit and it's like 14 year olds relaying what they've heard from like making calls on They're either the payphone or a Nokia phone. So Mm -hmm. it was like getting all sorts of bad information from other kids. And like, so I had no idea. I know immediately people launched into, because we were all in Cedar Rapids at that point, like there were a few just like kids freaking out thinking that like Cedar Rapids was the next big target because there's a power plant and a cereal factory. And those are important things, I guess. (laughs) That I feel like that was like hour one. Everyone was like, "Well, Cedar happens is toast."
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get into that later because I've got yeah, uh, some I'm examples. Sure.
0: <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really, I didn't understand the magnitude either way. Like, I. Yeah. I didn't know if I was underplaying or overplaying it to myself, but like I knew Cedar Rapids was not next to whatever that. (laughs) But yeah. What was your, what did, did 11 year old Justin have any other understanding of it? Uh,
1: I definitely didn't understand it, but my family had just moved to Cedar Rapids the summer before that school year. Oh, so I, I was in sixth grade. Uh, this was, it would have been like two weeks into the school year. So, I wasn't... Like, I didn't have any, like, real friends yet. Like, kids weren't really, like, mean to me or anything. But, like, I just wasn't really... We hadn't been around each other long enough to be making any sort of actual friendships yet. Sure. And as I mentioned, it was my birthday. So, I was going from like my 10th birthday was like a pretty big celebration because I had a bunch of friends back where I used to live and then this year it's like well I'm not gonna have a party because I don't know anybody <laughs> right so which
0: I guess maybe worked out for the best cause <laughs> it, that might have been ever, like 20 yeah, yeah. kids traumatizing memory <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so I was kind of struggling with like just oh my god, loneliness. imagine that
2: kid's birthday party where they would like wheel in a TV <laughs> and just you watch the towers fall while you're standing in front of your cake.
0: The Chuck E. Cheese animatronic band just <laughs> stops playing.
2: <laughs> and just, and it puts and their hand over their heart.
1: They just start playing uh like God Bless America over and over. And <laughs> just, just really slowly playing their fake instruments. Yeah. So I was I was kind of struggling with just like loneliness and just like the transition from moving to a different state and going from elementary into middle school and all of those transitional things yeah i think i had like gym class in the morning and then whatever class was after that is when the teachers started telling us like okay something big happened and it's bad and then they turned the tv on and like cooper i was like both like exaggerating it like i'm going to die today (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, maybe this is nothing because I've never even heard of the World Trade Center. I don't know (laughs) what any of this is. That
2: was how I first heard of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, New York is over a thousand miles away from Cedar Rapids. I have no real, like, connection to this. I don't understand what's happening. But there's other kids freaking out. So I'm going to freak out a little bit, too. And just, you know, I'll also, part of me will feel like we're all going to die soon. Oh, sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, (laughs) it's true now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. And another reason to talk about this now is like there are some parallels to the crazy like crisis we're facing now. Yeah. Uh, And then the rest of the day. Yeah. My my mom did pick me up from school. And again, the question is like, why did all these kids have to leave school? But I guess it's like, I wasn't going to learn anything that day anyway. So yeah, (laughs) I might as well go home. I and think it was people
2: aren't gonna work.
1: Yeah. I yeah. think it was to let teachers go home, honestly. <laughs> like mm. That makes sense too, yeah. Yeah. But it still was my birthday, so uh my parents did give me my brand new copy of Pokemon Crystal for the Game Boy Color. <laughs> and I
0: <laughs> has Pokemon carried a shadow ever since.
1: Like... Confused emotions as I <laughs> I played my new game for the rest of the night. Because <laughs> I was excited for that, but I was also like, right. I, I guess I'm supposed to be somber right now, so I will not be too excited about this game.
0: I mean, that's a, that's extremely a kid emotion. Like, to yeah. briefly veer off course, like, I was like six when my grandpa died, and I, the mm-hmm. only memory I have is like, yay, I get to take the day off from school. <laughs> and then I was sad like three years later when I actually understood like what death was, but... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Kids, kids literally don't have the synapses to, like, care. Like, they can't, yeah. you know, they they you just don't have the ability to. It's developmentally normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I think about a lot? Well, not a lot, but is how many other cities did the, like, we're the next target thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure and, everybody like, what is the, thought Yeah, that. what is yeah. the most
2: absurd, tenuous link to a reason that you might be attacked? Like, at least we do have an aerospace center.
0: Look, we live in Cleveland. We have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, if it's they the want cynical. to attack
1: American culture, like, <laughs> that's right. one of the... They're going to blow the up Kiss's trophy. <laughs> yeah.
2: They, um, and they hate us for our way of life.
1: Yeah, for our rock and roll. Yeah, they hate rock and roll. So the other day when I decided I wanted to do a 9-11 episode, I solicited memories from people that we know. And a lot of people... Like us, they remember 9 11. So we still haven't <laughs> forgotten.
0: <laughs> Only 90s kids that remember. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to start off with the memories from uh, the, the closest associates of Rock Hard Caucus, the podcast. Uh, first up is Allie High. And this is what she remembers about 9 11. I was in Mrs. Huff's 5th grade classroom and I was pissed because it was the day after she told me my tank top was too short and slutty because it showed my belly button if I raised my arms.
2: Hey, fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. The
1: teacher, not... (laughs) Not Ellie. (laughs) Not 5th grade Ellie. (laughs) Uh, Then we all got to go home from school. It rocked. (laughs) Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I've got a memory from our friend Chuck Yonda. Uh, Chuck and I were both uh, at Franklin Middle School in Cedar Rapids at the time. I don't believe we had met each other yet, Hmm. but we were in the same building during this memory that he relates to me. I was the runner that day in sixth grade, which meant that instead of being stuck in class, I got to take stuff from the office to the different teachers throughout the day. (laughs)
2: Oh, that was I, the case. Uh, no, tiny know that. tiny carrier pigeon children doing <laughs> manual labor. I was gonna
0: say, like when I think of a runner, I think of like gangs on the wire. They always like you can't <laughs> be their runner. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Couldn't they hire someone?
1: This is probably something that they just made Chuck do so that they could get him out of the
2: classroom. <laughs> so <he was> <laughs> to keep him away
1: classroom. from the normal kids.
2: <laughs> it's probably some bullshit they made up to. You. did you guys have conflict resolution resolvers? people like um where you got trained with like a clipboard about de-escalation and you were like a, a little dork in a vest and a stupid clipboard <laughs> and had to go up to kids on the playground that seemed like they might be fighting and ask if they wanted to have their
1: no <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not <laughs>
2: it's, a, it's a fucking dork ass bitch. it's like a, a
1: crossing guard but you're like a social worker <laughs>
2: yeah Yeah, as a child it was in like late elementary school
0: yeah i got trained for it and then refused to do it once i got trained you
2: had like a little golf pencil and you did a training and you had like a little script for like (laughs) helping people work out their problems together Mm -hmm. and the like bright vest and walk around and try to resolve people's conflicts
1: I mean, and it sounds why I was sounds like a well-meaning socially. program, but I don't know. It <laughs> how is well-meaning, that but it was
2: really stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chuck was a runner.
1: Yeah. Continuing with Chuck's story, uh, so he he delivers things to the teachers throughout the school. And uh, some of the teachers in the hallway were talking about the World Trade Center being attacked by terrorists. I imagined guys in ski masks with machine guns taking people hostage in an office building as I was walking around, uh, which seemed pretty cool to 11-year-old me. (laughs) (laughs) Legit. (laughs) It's
2: like a Batman movie. That sounds dope.
1: Uh, There was a page over the intercom for everyone to report to their home rooms, and we watched the coverage of it on the news. A lot of the kids started getting picked up by their parents early for some reason, and I was hoping my mom (laughs) or dad-
2: (laughs) Thank you, Chuck validating me, but (laughs) it's weird (laughs) for some reason.
1: And I was hoping my mom or dad would show up to do the same so I could go home and play video games. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, he was hoping to have my kind of 9/11. <laughs> <laughs> my kind
0: of 9/11. That's, That's my, my kind Hallmark. of 9/11. <laughs> uh,
1: And then I have one from uh, my brother-in-law, Jake Yadi.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, so he lived, he grew up in Colona, so a very small town.
2: And they they have for people who aren't in Iowa, they have like one of like some of those. Like village people, what kind of thing are they?
0: Uh, Amish, not not village <laughs> not people. <the laughs> village people—they <laughs> have a cop, a fireman, you know, real weird stuff for a city to have.
2: <laughs> well, there's like a huge variety of them because there's like Mennonite yeah. and yeah, yeah, like yeah. Amish, and so whatever kind of people have villages. What are which ones are in Kelowna? Well, they've got a lot Amish. of Mennonites,
1: but the Amish are Mennonite. not like usually like outside of town, not like in Kelowna. But yeah. there's a lot of Amish people uh, around. The Mennonites
2: there, are like there.
1: Mennonites are more like like modern Amish. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but it's like a similar kind of like spiritual beliefs, but they also kind of live more like us <laughs> than than oh, like, <laughs> like traditional Amish people. To- yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: Uh, so anyway, Jake says one of our 5th grade teachers was pretty distraught. Uh, the TV came into the room. They watched some news coverage. Uh, It was easy to tell that something was wrong, but I had no idea what the World Trade Center was or what it meant. Our elementary school art teacher was the son of a World War II veteran and had the fifth grade classes of all the district elementary schools make murals that year, which ended up in the fire-slash-police department and EMS buildings in the community. Uh, Our teacher really helped guide us, but being fifth graders who didn't understand the gravity of the situation... (laughs) Some things in the murals probably didn't age very well. <laughs> <laughs> and he found. Uh,
2: he just, they're having kids do 11 murals. Yeah, and they yeah. don't. What the fuck do they put on there? This is a good ass story, Jake. Thank you. He found an
1: archive <laughs> of the newspaper which had photos of the murals in it. And they oh all God. sort Isn't of it amazing. Uh, they're pretty funny. They all kind of share the same like stock photo stuff. So like there's the same big American flag in the background of all of them and sure. the, the same eagle in the same pose in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> One of them says, United, we stand. There's like some jets flying by. Uh, freedom is not free. You know the classic, mm, sure. the classic slogan. Uh, my favorite one, though, is the one that Jake's class actually worked on, and it just has a big dollar bill on it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the most accurate of them. All. Yeah, yeah it's that great. is what a mural honoring America
1: would have. <laughs> but uh, George Washington on the dollar is like frowning; he's upset. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's okay.
1: So, so that'll be the episode art for this.
0: Oh, thank
2: that's God. a good that's one. That's amazing. That's a good yeah. story.
0: Were there a lot of the um, those inexplicable S's that everyone drew in notebooks? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I didn't notice any. Uh, I'm just scanning okay. the images now. I don't see them, but that would have been nice. Like when you say "United We Stand," you can make the S in "Stand" Ooh, one of those. Yeah. the fancy S. Yeah. Or like
2: the dollar bill sign. Yeah, that's kind of what. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so moving on to people who are my friends but not involved with the show, not as closely tied up with my life. Are they
0: really your friends, then? I
1: mean... <laughs> uh, so I, I kind of put some of these together like to fit different themes of uh, 9-11 and the aftermath. So starting up here, I've got a message I got from my friend Dakota. And Dakota said, I was in third grade. So this is somebody who is a, a bit younger than us. Uh, I was in Louisville, Kentucky. I distinctly remember my teacher being on the phone at her desk for a while, which was weird. Uh, Third grade is like constant activities, but she was on the phone for a long time. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if we got out early or not, but I remember coming home and my dad being there, which was also strange. He's never home before dinner. The order of events was hazy, but at some point he took me out onto the porch, directed my attention to the sky, and said, Today might be the only day you don't see a plane in the sky. And then I just saw the same clips on the news over and over and over.
2: <laughs> Did they not fly anything?
1: Right. Yeah. So I okay. yeah everything shut down. Oh, okay. So I, I opened today's episode with an excerpt from the Gazette's extra edition on nine eleven, uh, and here's something that they published the next day on the subject of air travel. Uh, security rises at Eastern Iowa Airport. Did you guys ever actually like? Go to the airport prior to nine eleven.
0: No, I didn't. At least,
2: um, I did, but I don't remember it.
1: Yeah, I, I only did a couple times, but like you could go like right up to the terminals without a ticket. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's so cool. We should do that. Again. <laughs> yeah, for
1: real, we can roll that stuff back. Like it obviously.
2: Yeah, put it back. They're not. They're not doing it anymore. We're yeah. destroying ourselves. Fine. Yeah. yeah, we don't have to. Uh,
1: here's Steve Gravel's, uh Gazette article. It will be some time, if ever, before Americans travel by air as they did before Tuesday morning. The Federal Aviation Administration grounded all civil and commercial aircraft until at least noon today and ordered a Level Four security alert until further notice.
2: Do you guys remember the terror system we like, where it was like we were always at an orange? I like, assume that's level?
1: still around. I, like I don't no think way, that they that's ever so retired it.
2: How does I, that I help think, you?
1: Yeah, I mean if they didn't get rid of it. It was
2: like always security, high like, every time.
0: Yeah, it was, it set, was it orange and like 2006. <laughs> 2006.
2: Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, they they grounded like all flight on September 11th. I mean, I don't need to read I mean, the that's whole article, pretty, but that's reasonable, I will say. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. But it's it is pretty like incredible that they like that, that's a lot of uh money lost and just like Yeah. Uh, it seems and I mean, it seems difficult to make that happen. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and I have a harder time thinking of it happening
0: today. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, we traditionally do not stop air travel, even if, um, say, all of the air traffic controllers are on strike.
1: Right. Yeah, we had we had a little bit of a history of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, changes to airport security. That's probably like the for your average like American citizen. Like that's probably the biggest consequence of 9/11 that we've suffered. <laughs> It's yeah. just, like a- airports are horrible now. Right? <laughs> I don't think that, they were always like
0: bad, and now they're terrible. Yeah.
2: Oh my god, airports are so horrible. I'm thinking about the fact that it doesn't have to be that way, and I'm getting increasingly upset. Yeah. Why can't you just go up to the fu- Just go up to the fucking gate. Who cares? Yeah. They're like.
1: <laughs> Before we lived in Cedar Rapids, my grandma would come visit us by plane and we would like meet her as she steps off the plane you know and then when she goes back home we go to the plane with her it wasn't yeah yeah it, totally different and for like a child that's pretty cool you know
0: right yeah kids don't get get to go to the pilot of the cockpit anymore that's the real <laughs> <laughs> tragedy too. Is, you don't get wings anymore from the pilot like
2: You could not even have a dramatic turnaround from a a Paris job (laughs) offer to kiss Ross Geller on the tarmac.
1: Yeah, actually, (laughs) yeah. Like, There's a lot of TV show sitcom scenes that just don't happen anymore.
2: Right.
0: (laughs) They end 80% of the way through with the protagonist being tased by (laughs) (laughs) TSA.
1: But on to like real consequences that people who are not white americans suffered right here's something from uh, our friend uh and listener andre uh as opposed to remembering things from the actual day he remembers more the islamophobia that his stepfather faced afterwards Uh, He's a Bosnian immigrant and was fearful for his life and his family's.
2: That's awful.
1: And then something from our friend Don, uh, rather than discussing the events of the day, can we discuss the fact that overnight, Muslim Americans became more dangerous than white supremacists, and we are just now recovering from that fallacy? Uh, How about discussing the rapid creation of the nanny state and the great shit we could have done with all the money that we literally blew up in Iraq? (laughs) Yep, all true. Mm -hmm.
2: And then we made ice. I wish more yeah. people would talk about how ICE is brand new and we could just get rid of it.
1: Yeah. Wasn't the t- entire Department of Homeland Security a, re- a reaction to 9-11 a as new. well? Yeah, Yeah,
2: yep. yeah.
0: Yeah, it didn't exist before that. And...
2: Yeah, and ICE is under there.
0: Right. And like, it was... Just get
2: rid of it. You can just change stuff. Why don't people think that you can change stuff? People <laughs> always, as soon as you do something for a while, they think it's unchangeable. Right. Mm-hmm. You can change it. You can go back to doing the planes the way we did.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fuck that.
2: You can get rid of the Gestapo.
0: You just want the easy plane access back.
2: (laughs) I can't stop thinking about getting on a plane the way we (laughs) used to.
1: Yeah, but Don brings up a good point in that, like, the most well known terrorist attack in America prior to 9 11, I think, was probably Oklahoma City, right? Presumably. What about Pearl Harbor? Well, I mean, that was. Yeah. I mean, like, in the recent past.
2: Oh, yeah, it was Oklahoma City then, because.
1: I have I
0: don't have a good a podcast. Se- yeah. About. Oh, so I just don't have a good sense of how big a deal the 1st World Trade Center attack was because I mm-hmm. only know it kind of in the lens of the second, bigger
2: one, but like Oh my god, I remember hearing the um Biggie Smalls line about the World Trade Trade Center in like the early <laughs> 90s and thinking he like fucking managed to brick the future for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> Cuz I didn't realize there was like <laughs>
1: I was speaking of rappers predicting 9 11. uh, Have you ever seen that uh, album cover uh, for The Coup? Uh, Yeah. I can't remember which album it is, but there's one of their album covers Uh, is like two people from The Coup, like pressing a button in front of the uh, Twin Towers and an explosion.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That came out like September 20th or something. (laughs) Like,
1: just. I thought it was before 9 11. Oh, that would be even crazier. I yeah, yeah, I yeah.
0: thought it was immediately after, but I I don't remember, and I don't want to disparage the coup on this podcast. So,
1: well, just since we brought it up, let me just make sure. Okay,
0: yeah, I know they did. They were pressured into changing it to something far less interesting. Oh my god,
1: you're right. <laughs> it's uh the album is Party Music, and uh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. It, it was released November sixth, two thousand one. <laughs> And yeah, they they were incredible. Uh, they were forced to change the cover.
0: I thought it was like some sort of offensive title, but party music is yes, the most offensive better. that you could do. <laughs> love those guys. Which there is, I'm I don't know why I'm plugging for Boots Riley, but there's he he has like one of the most incredible. And I probably saw it when it aired, um, real time or no politically incorrect with Bill Maher. Just like oh yeah laying into Belmar, who was relatively nascent in his Islamophobia yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. closer to the national mood. But, like, it's a very good clip if anyone wants to seek that out.
1: Yeah.
2: I just looked up oh, that God. that album cover from the coup, and it yeah. <laughs> 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 unbelievable.
1: Here, let me say this. That cover that you're looking at, they designed that in June 2001.
2: That is wild.
1: Yeah. Predicted it and very close to the actual event.
0: Yeah. Saying, I just always assumed it was like this last minute rush to try to do something like you know inflammatory, piss yeah, people off, right? That's crazy.
1: Uh, I've got one more story from a friend on on this theme of like Islamophobia and general sort of like bloodlust and desire for revenge. Right. Uh, this comes from Katie, and she says, I was in Brooklyn and watched the towers get hit and fall. After a day of helping out at a local school with evacuation and buying dollar sandals to give to escapees who had taken painful work shoes off after walking miles and miles, I finally came home. My neighbors were all outside, and in conversation, I said something about how this was sure to lead to another stupid war. And suddenly my neighbor attacked me, hit me in the face. Uh, He, like many Americans, just wanted revenge and wasn't interested in the reasons why this had happened. Most still aren't interested.
2: That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And I've got a couple Gazette pieces here from September 12th, 2001, kind of on the subject. <laughs> Ramping up to that war and the bloodlust? Well, this is more people nervous about uh, what was coming. Okay. Uh, so this one's by Jim Jacobson, uh, University of Iowa Mid-East Experts. Curb Quick Judgment. University of Iowa Middle East experts cautioned against knee-jerk reactions after an early report said responsibility for the attacks on the United States on Tuesday rested with a Palestinian terrorist group whose leader denied <gasps> being responsible.
2: D- How? Oh, my God. I yeah. didn't
1: even remember that we tried that one. Yeah. I
2: Jesus.
1: No memory of that. I'm sure there was just like a bunch of shit just thrown at the wall yeah. on the day. Like, it's their fault. They did it. And just pointing at, just spinning a globe and pointing at random Right or
2: like seeing a ripe opportunity to shut on Palestinians.
1: Right. More. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Any anyone like, hmm, with any maybe sort we can of...
2: do something cool for Israel.
1: <laughs> uh, the natural instinct in the wake of a tragedy like this is to blame outsiders," said Brian Lie, assistant professor of political science. Americans don't like to blame themselves because they find it hard to believe one of their fellow citizens could do something so terrible," he said. I mean, in this case, it was not uh, an American citizen, but. Yes, we are, of course, averse to understanding our own uh, our own fault in, in what happened. Yeah, I thought I he mean... was
2: writing a like, critique of American imperialism, which is like a real bold thing to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be like, the chickens have come on to roost. Oh, on September 12th, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Given media reports about Middle East terrorism, the response is understandable. It's hard for people to be objective, Lai said. The impulse toward revenge is natural, said Gerald Sorokin, director of the Hillel Center for Jewish Studies, who formerly taught political science at the university. The real risk we run is having this public anger turned against all members of a national group, not just those who support these kinds of tactics.
2: Luckily, that never happened because no one ever did anything to Saudi Arabia, ever. (laughs) So...
1: (laughs) If the perpetrators turn out to be Islamic extremists, the news will simply serve to, quote, exacerbate pre-existing anti-Arab prejudice, said Adrian Wing, a law professor at the university who has worked with the Palestinians to write a constitution. That's cool. Hmm. That's, I don't know, somebody with interesting connections. Yeah. And then another piece that they wrote the same day, uh, perception of Islamic attack leaves some students worried. The initial belief, spoken or not, by many that an Islamic militant group is behind the terrorist attack on Tuesday that left thousands dead and wounded, has 21-year-old University of Iowa student Sean Softar worried. I get a little nervous going outside, said the pre-med major from Cedar Rapids. I don't know what to expect. Softar, a Muslim, remembers threats received by the Islamic Center in Cedar Rapids after the Oklahoma City bombing in 1995, which I will remind you was uh, perpetrated by a white supremacist.
0: That never even occurred to me, but of course, I mean the same thing. I'm sure. Like 10 minutes later, yeah, before the news hit, it was man, crazy, crazy Muslims must have done this. Mm-hmm.
1: Even though the bombers eventually turned out to be white Americans, he said anti-Muslim feeling in the United States increased. Right now, like so many Americans, he simply is shocked by the terrifying events that brought down the World Trade Center and heavily damaged the Pentagon. So is Ghassan Zakatan, sorry if you ever hear this and don't (laughs) like the way I pronounce your name, a Palestinian writer in the university's international writing program. He said, "...the scope of terrorism and conflict is changed forever, and the world is a more dangerous place. It takes our civilization to a new period." This guy knew exactly what he was talking about.
0: Yeah. All of this is, like, both articles are very prescient and, like, good on the Gazette. I was expecting these to be real shit shows. Yeah, I
1: I was pretty thorough. Like, I read pretty much every relevant article I could find from those two issues, and I did not find uh, the horrifying op-ed that I was dreading. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm sure the following week there was at least a few. Yeah, I'm sure, but... In the immediate aftermath, though, they they did get quotes from people who were a little bit more not so quick to uh, want to destroy every nation that glances at the United States. I mean that does track I'm saying this as a
0: 14-year-old white idiot at the time is like that tracks with like kind of the vibe that I was getting which is basically from watching MTV um <laughs> and immediately like in the week after they just played uh Yellow by Coldplay and then Where is the Love by the Black Eyed Peas just like back to back <laughs> and then it started getting like weird and like i they weren't on mtv but and i i think we'll be discussing the horrible country songs uh (laughs) (laughs) but that stuff i feel like took a few months to kind of come out you know like yeah i think the immediate was just
1: sort of for it to like actually start dominating the culture yes but i mean yeah
0: i mean obviously you know people are
1: Yeah, I mean, like if you if you happen to have any like conservative family members, you probably heard the worst of it, right? You know, right away. And I'm sure like uh, right wing media, like Rush Limbaugh and stuff. I'm sure they were they were banging the drum immediately as well. I'm sure. Yeah, that was
0: before i I didn't get obsessed with it until like a few years later, (laughs) so I don't have a good sense. But
1: yeah, those are shockingly good articles. Right from the people who uh, were you know very shortly going to be targets of i'm sure a lot of uh, at the very least harassment
0: yeah and i mean the oklahoma city thing is i mean that's
1: really striking just like it wouldn't have mattered who did it right people have an enemy in mind already right certain people at least yes yes uh so now i'll sort of whiplash back to the the white experience um <laughs> <laughs> the consequences that that people like us faced on that day uh, here is something from Brandon, also a classmate of mine at Franklin Middle School. I remember being on a field trip that day. They had us picking things in a field out west somewhere, and then <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> what are these? What are you... Chuck the Runner and Brandon the Field Worker? What are these?
2: <laughs> <A> field hands. <laughs> a literal
1: field trip. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, sub- yeah, I suppose it was. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then all the teachers were gossiping about what had happened on the way back. Uh, I think I remembered one of them having a radio playing. Uh, so, yes, I do vaguely remember this. So our sixth grade class was separated into, I think, three different groups. You know, like the, the whole grade is chopped up into... Yeah, like one.
2: houses there were.
1: Yeah, like, and they all have different names. Like, I think the sixth grade ones were like Thunder, Lightning, and something else.
2: yeah. We had that, too. I was a a McKinley kid. (laughs) Yeah, same.
1: And I do remember one of those groups was on a field trip that morning.
0: Did everybody do the same field trip, or were the different groups like actually some sort of casts that they didn't?
1: (laughs) I think they all sort of were kind of autonomous, because I don't remember ever taking a field trip to a field in 6th grade.
2: They totally were. It was weird. Yeah, Yeah. this all
0: sounds dodgy to me still, but it's not the the topic for today.
1: (laughs) So Susan, another of my classmates at Franklin, replied to Brandon's comment, and she said, I was on this same field trip, and no one told us anything. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) 9-11 happened, and they're on a field trip, and then they come back to school, and nobody ever told them what happened. Dang. Then she says, I remember asking my dad why all the gas stations had long lines when he drove me home.
2: Wait, what?
1: So this is another thing people were very afraid that gas prices were going to rise which uh, they which they did but yeah. you
2: know that's not so unreasonable
1: it's not but it's also like I don't know the priorities the, the yeah. Stuff that's, that, yeah that's yeah. a good point people were panicking
2: I guess I thought yeah. it was like the toilet paper with coronavirus it kind it's of like is. what the fuck does that have to do with anything
1: but then but it, yeah but, I mean but it becomes true when uh, and then I've got one more from uh, Alex. And he had a similar experience. I was eleven years old and we were on a field trip for something to do with nature. <laughs> I like how none of it's them actually <laughs> none of them actually remember well, what the field trip was. <laughs>
2: it was something to do with <laughs> uh
1: I remember after I got picked up from school there were really long lines at every gas station. So yes, the gas station thing, uh, a lot of us noticed that. Here's some uh, contemporaneous reporting on the subject. Gas lines stretch out as drivers get anxious. Prices begin to rise in eastern Iowa. Uh, Gasoline lines blocked traffic around some Cedar Rapids convenience stores and service stations in the wake of Tuesday's terrorist attack. As fears spread of possible shortages and reports of apparent price gouging circulated. A call for calm by Iowa Governor Tom Vilsack late in the afternoon followed reports of long lines at gas stations across the state. Vilsack said there was no reason for either rising prices or shortages and threatened state investigations into any price gouging. I'm going to guess that was not followed through at all. No,
2: absolutely (laughs) not. What I just learned is that no one gives a fuck about price gouging. (laughs) It won't help you at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to skip most of this article, but... uh, the last uh, bit of this one is, OPEC Secretary General Ali Rodriguez said the oil cartel would do everything possible to help maintain stable oil prices after the attacks <laughs> sent oil Incredible. prices surging by as much as $3 a gallon.
0: Well, yeah, if we can't depend on the oil cartel for help, <laughs> then who can we depend on?
1: I, I love that they are a cartel. Like, that word, yeah, it just, just has such a connotation.
0: <laughs> right, right. To, yeah, I, to uh,
2: I didn't know describe you could cartel, yourself. I didn't know you could as, <laughs> cartel anything but drugs.
0: Oh, right. yeah. I mean, if people want it bad enough, you can cartel it. <laughs> if, you <don't,
2: laughs> if you just believe in yourself, yeah. you can cartel it. I mean, this
0: it does make sense, like, on a level of, like, I mean, because it had been, what, 20? Twa- I can do math. Yeah, twenty years since um, the oil crisis, and so like right. I assume, yeah, like if you lived through that, and like your entire understanding of the Middle East is that's where oil comes from, <laughs> like that would be your like lizard brain reaction. Yeah, it's that's just what like- I was trying to say. Yeah, is yeah. like
2: I understand. I mean, it is it's not reasonable but i yeah. understand why it might feel reasonable
0: and i mean to jump to oil just immediately like struck me as being pretty xenophobic or yeah Islamophobic the, or the only purpose whatever, really.
1: the only purpose of that region of the world is to fill up my gas tank <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, like, were people hoarding food or or just gas?
1: I did see one comment from somebody who was in college at the time. Sorry, I don't remember who said this, but it's just in my memory. The college told them to stock up on a week's worth of groceries. This was in New York. I remember now. Yeah, oh, grocery okay. stores. I mean, were... Oh,
2: if it's in New York.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The You're stores, I guess, that, were expecting... People were expecting the grocery stores to have to close. I don't know if that actually happened, but yeah, they they were hoarding some supplies. Okay. But here, I think it was just gas.
0: <laughs> yeah, and again, I mean, like it. Obviously, it became a thing, but like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's. It seems like it was only there were lines because everyone freaked out for no reason. Right. <laughs>
1: Uh, and then another article, not exactly the same subject, but related. Attack disrupts area markets. Local brokers left in limbo. <laughs> uh, with all financial markets in the United States closed in the wake of Tuesday's terrorist attack, local stockbrokers were in a state of limbo. Some brokerages sent employees home, although virtually all kept phones manned to inform customers of the status of markets.
2: <laughs> they love to market. Love those markets. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I'm sure there were people who, like, were aware enough that something terrible happened, but not aware enough that the stock market closed and wanted to buy oil futures. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the galaxy brain version of getting in the gas line.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's for the real, the upper crust. That's their their version of the long gas station line.
0: Yeah, they have someone to wait in line for them so they can make their (laughs) stock trading calls.
1: We will remain open and are remaining open. But we're letting anyone who wants to go home leave, said David Myers, managing director of Dane Rousher's Cedar Rapids office. We'll keep manning the phones. <laughs> Myers said a relatively small number of customers had called in, all the way from wanting to know if their investments are insured to people who didn't know anything about what's been going on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like him. Hey, I uh I saw something on the news. Can you fill me in?
2: <laughs> I love Americans. <laughs>
0: Like okay, these are stockbrokers. Yeah, your stuff's not insured. That's
2: <laughs> isn't that what makes it a stock? I,
0: yeah, I mean you can buy like I don't know, it depends on the thing. You can you can buy some protections, but it's like no, it's not like real insured.
1: Mm-hmm. This one ends with a quote from Charlie Weber, a broker with Robert W Baird and Company. Uh, And he says, "When something like this happens, the only thing they can do is stop for a while, assess the situation, and come back at it with some reasonable plan of how we go forward." That's in reference to the New York Stock Exchange. Thanks. Very valuable valuable quote. (laughs) When something like this happens, which you know, we've got many examples of. Yeah, I mean, there's. uh... Uh, And then next, I've got a few comments here on the theme of we could be a target which we touched on hmm. earlier uh and this one comes from jody jody says i was 19 folding laundry on the living room floor with my nine month old daughter when the news came on of the first plane crash i watched live as the second one hit i had to go into work at target later that afternoon and the break room had non-stop coverage As the news kept unfolding, I remember several conversations of our proximity to so many food production facilities and fear that we could be a target as well. Okay, so there's some paranoia around, uh, I guess, agriculture and food production. And then here's a comment from Heather. Uh, She was also a student at Franklin Middle School, 6th grade. Heather says, My first class of the day was choir. Mr. Ryle was in the middle of teaching us something, and Mr. Shanley came in and whispered in his ear. I heard what he said because I was sitting in the front row. There's been a terrorist attack. And I remember thinking, why would he interrupt our class to tell him something about some other country?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Completely fair. (laughs) Uh, And
1: then the day went on like normal. I don't recall any teacher saying anything until homeroom when we would watch Channel 1. And there (laughs) it was, uh, repeating the video over and over. Watching the planes crash. I remember being so sad and started to tear up but uh, didn't cry due to the fact that I didn't need any more reasons for people to pick on me and uh, being somber for the rest of the day. I'll interrupt this here to say, Heather, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry that uh, so many people bullied you when we were kids. I don't think I ever took part in that, but I certainly didn't do anything to stop it, so I'm sorry about that.
2: That such sucks such ass, Heather. I'm sorry. I don't know you, but I'm sorry. <laughs> and do you want to know what? Solidarity for the criers. There's <laughs> yes. nothing wrong with crying. <laughs>
1: Uh, and then uh, she was somber for the rest of the day. I got home from school before my mom did, and uh, there was the extra edition of the Gazette with the full-page color photo of the towers at the moment of impact. I found it so unbelievable that something like that could happen here in America, but it did. I don't really recall the following weeks, but I do remember being teased and bullied that my house would blow up because I lived directly across the street from the uh, 32nd Street Rockwell Collins. And, quote, Terrorists were going to blow them up because they make government planes. So there's another potential target nearby. Rockwell Collins, government contractor.
2: We're in the danger zone.
1: Uh, And then I've got a comment uh, from Robert. We were in Davenport and convinced like everyone else in the country that we were the next target.
0: (laughs) Four for one, Quad Cities.
1: (laughs) I remember people trying to tell me Rock Island Arsenal would get hit. And I was too young to even question it and just remember being terrified. So, again, another potential target. I assume basically every town in the country had something like that yeah. that people who lived there thought was like important enough to be the next target of a terrorist attack.
0: Well, and that's that one's proof to me that all of us were wrong and silly because I've never heard of that. Maybe I'm just...
1: Oh, you don't know the Rock around. Island Arsenal? Oh,
0: okay. I, no,
1: I don't. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm aware of it, but I guess I don't know how uh, how well known it is.
2: I never heard of that in my life.
1: <laughs> you know, it's just like a little military base.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, those are extremely few and far between. Just. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: I'm looking at the Homeland Security chart, by the way, guys. Oh
1: yeah, the terror alert.
2: Yeah. It's never been in the first two tiers. So it's like green <laughs> <laughs> like they just always keep it elevated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the purpose of this? At
1: the time, I guess just like fear, just like keeping the public right. like on the side of military action. Yeah.
2: It said that close to elections, they would increase the threat level.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember um, the first time I was aware of that kind of manipulation going on was uh, on a David Cross album.
0: Yeah, I bet. he, Like, I think he was probably weirdly <laughs> helpful
1: for like. Oh yeah. A certain age band of like. Yeah, man. He one it of wasn't his comedy albums Daily is just, Show like, that I
2: really got it.
1: Just like an hour of anti-Bush propaganda, which, yeah. I mean not super funny but i guess probably like a good thing to have and a good thing for him yeah. to have released <laughs> yeah for sure he can at least point to it
0: now and be like look i was right <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so uh yeah everybody was paranoid that you know anything around them was going to be bombed but here's a couple right. stories in the gazette that uh it was sort of like an official response like did people in the government think that there were going to be more attacks so the first one is Cedar Rapids takes precautions after attack. Local leaders called a news conference at 11.15 a.m. Tuesday in City Hall basement to assure the public that all was safe here. Mayor Lee Clancy conceded Cedar Rapids wouldn't be the kind of target thought on the front lines of a terrorist attack. But still, just four hours after the morning attacks, no one knew if the attacks had ended or if those responsible might now seek out smaller targets like Cedar Rapids, Clancy said. (laughs) So there you have it. uh, The mayor of Cedar Rapids saying in a uh, uh, on a news conference that, yeah, you know, we could possibly be a target, which I I don't know, seems absurd to me. Like, I I don't think that the mayor should have really been stoking those fears. No,
0: it's also harder to see what. The mayor gets like you don't have enough power to really exploit that fear, (laughs) so it at least feels a little more genuine if completely irresponsible. Yeah, true. I'm
2: sure it is genuine, but yeah, yeah. I'm sure she was scared. Yeah, I like that. You gotta be more normal if you're like,
0: (laughs) I like the phrasing of admitted that Cedar Rapids wouldn't be the kind of target because it's it is this weird. Oh, concede. Oh, that's even worse. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, like you. I mean, I think that's why people. I, I think it was this mute, like mutated sense of like hometown pride, where you're like, we we're gonna be next. This place is just too cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're far <laughs> they too destroy important. It. <laughs> yeah, and it's like yeah. So the mayor has to be like, I'm sorry, guys, we
1: actually <laughs> suck.
2: No one gives a shit. <laughs>
1: uh, not taking preventative security steps, she said, would be inappropriate. We don't want to be surprised, Clancy said. As a result, the city closed the Eastern Iowa Airport and limited access to City Hall with a police officer by the door. Uh, The federal courthouse and federal (laughs) offices were closed. (laughs) Public Safety Commissioner David Zahn said he had put police and firefighters on a heightened state of alert and notified off-duty officers and firefighters to be ready, if needed, to work. What is a... Kind of a predecessor Uh, to the terror alert there. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, A deputy was stationed at the Linn County Courthouse to keep an eye on things. And Good idea. T- and Tuesday's school board elections proceeded as scheduled. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a few articles in these issues of the Gazette about the school board election lamenting, like, dismal turnout. And it's like... <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, it was like 3% turnout.
1: <laughs> yeah, 9-11 happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> I
0: assume turnout was always dog shit. And then Lee Clancy comes out and says, like, yeah, we might get blown up. <laughs> Happy voting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember like the average turnout for the school board elections prior to that was like five percent. And the nine eleven school board election was three percent. Oh my god. Yeah it took a real disastrous hit. plummet. Yeah. yeah, so I think like five thousand people voted. <laughs>
2: what the okay, why does no one vote for that shit? It's so much more important than no one does.
1: Well, I mean there's no like media behind it really. Like, they're right. not buying ads and shit, I yeah. guess. I mean,
0: nobody, like, cam- you can't campaign because there's not money to, you know.
2: You totally can. We had a crazy Nate room. Well, we yes, came to my yes, I mean,
0: you can, 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 but...
1: It's a lot smaller than, like, Donald Trump campaigns. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on the scale of
0: no money to Donald Trump, <laughs> it's closer to no money.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another one on the subject, Iowa capital tightens security. And then the first sentence is, security was tightened at the Iowa Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> you just reverse the headline that's how you start the piece yeah Uh so the iowa national guard was placed on heightened alert there that there's that word again heightened alert
0: yeah again what were they doing before or like what does that
1: they were on regular alert okay, <laughs> okay they were on yellow and now they're on orange okay mm-hmm. but it was it wasn't officially codified it was more like just in in their minds it, it went from yellow to orange but it wasn't like a whiteboard in the office or anything. It was all just like unofficial. (laughs) Yes, heightened alert to strike the appropriate balance between caution and calm in the wake of Tuesday's national tragedy. And the appropriate balance thing, that was a quote from Governor Tom Vilsack. Okay. He continues, We are monitoring the situation closely and are taking steps to ensure the safety of all of our citizens. I don't know what steps those would be.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess we're making fun of the color system, but like this squishy language of like, we're gonna pay attention better is equally <laughs> maddening.
1: So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Iowa State Patrol officers were posted outside the State House. <laughs> Here's, oh man, I forgot all about this. State employees with banked hours of time off were allowed to use them if they chose. Otherwise, <laughs> they were urged to stay <laughs> calm and report any suspicious activities. <laughs>
0: so if you're like a a state tax auditor but you don't have pto stocked up then you're just supposed to keep a real sharp eye out on your fellow auditors
1: yeah if you didn't have pto they made state employees continue working on 9-11
0: and also like be kind of a volunteer cop (laughs) while you're doing your job
1: yeah be paranoid about your surroundings uh but you can't go home right Uh, the U.S. Uh, courthouse and post offices remained open. Post offices—I don't know—that seems like they they could have t- taken the day off, but
0: and there are things That's
2: that actually actual ha- targets, yeah,
1: like they were bombed. People by like... attacked, <laughs> yeah,
2: post offices,
1: yeah. But hey, the mail's got to be delivered.
2: There are heroes braver than troops. <laughs> Mail delivery people.
0: Wait, you said banks and post offices?
1: I said the U.S. courthouse and post offices. Oh, so the federal—well, okay. again, courthouses. Federal is... court
0: also, I mean, whatever. Yeah.
1: The Cedar Rapids courthouse, I think they said that was closed, right? But the yeah, the federal courthouse See, that in seems like a re- Des Moines, I guess, was open.
0: Okay. Cedar Rapids is like way safer. You have to get a boat and everything.
2: <laughs> Do you want to know what the only other city that has their courthouse on an island? It's Paris.
1: Right, that's right, Paris. Yeah.
0: Famous target of terrorist attacks, yeah, which that's- is why
1: Cedar Rapids <laughs> also would be. Exactly, exactly. That's another reason why we would be high up on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I got one more comment from a friend here. Uh, and if, if you are one of the friends who sent me a nine eleven memory and you didn't make it into the episode, I'm sorry. I had specific themes that I was sort of formulating here, and if you didn't meet the theme, you didn't make the cut.
0: Right. Your tragedy was just lesser and more boring.
1: <laughs> it doesn't make your experience any less valuable to me, but uh, it does make your experience less valuable to the podcast, so I'm sorry <laughs> about that. It's about that content, baby. <laughs> Okay, so this is from uh, Steve, and Steve lives here in Coralville with me. He's uh, uh, just a few years older than me, and Steve says, I was in school early to talk to the faculty advisor for student government at Regina around the time the first plane hit, and she had the TV on. <laughs> we all thought no, it was, was a little Cessna that got lost. An hour later, I was in gym class and Coach John DeMarco told us that there was a second plane and that somebody was attacking the country. Coach D was a Brooklyn native and he died this year, the first victim of coronavirus in Johnson County. Aww. Yes, so I I highlighted that comment to sort of draw the parallel between 9-11 and the viral pandemic that we are experiencing now.
2: We're having like a 9-11 every day, right? Right. As far as levels of death.
1: Yes, the death toll, we it was like around 3,000 deaths in 9-11, I believe. Yes. Mm. And yeah, we're having, as people have been saying online and in other podcasts, a 9-11 every day, just to put that into perspective. Uh, yeah. But I feel like we can compare the responses, the government response, the national response to 9-11 and the response to the virus. Uh, So let me start with just a a few articles here about what uh, people were saying at the time. So this one is, Iowa congressmen say nation must be strong and forge ahead. Iowa congressmen were shocked and angered by terrorism in New York City and the nation's capital and called for Congress to meet quickly as a show of strength in the face of the attacks on democracy. We're going into session at noon on Wednesday to show that we're going to move ahead with the nation's business, Senator Tom Harkin said. Harkin said America should not succumb to terrorism. Second District Representative Jim Nussel agreed. Just as these targets were selected for their symbolism, we need to use the strength of symbolism, such as meeting at the Capitol, to show that we won't Miss a beat? <laughs> 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 Do you remember this guy, Jim Nussle? I have no memory of this one. No,
2: he sounds like a big fucking nerd. I
1: remember the name, but not anything about Jim him. Jim Nussle. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Nussle sounds like a creepy <laughs> sex act. Okay, Jim Nussle. Jim can Nussle me.
1: <laughs> the first order of business is to respond to victims and their families. Okay, yes. That's sure. that's a good yeah. motive there. Mm-hmm. Then the nation's attention must turn to finding those responsible and holding them accountable," said Senator Chuck Grassley, who
2: called hey. the attacks
1: an act of war
0: against what? <laughs> I mean, we know now,
1: but like... sure. Uh, First District Representative Jim Leach cautioned that although retribution is, quote, an individual and national instinct, we must be careful how we apply it. Uh, so not that not that we should be cautious about that instinct in general, but we should be right. careful about how we act it out because we're definitely yeah. going to. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what really sticks with me about that is the, the notion that, like, the terrorists, they want us to not have a, a senate session <laughs> right <laughs> we, we must go on living
0: yeah well and like I mean anytime and again I like, can say this now but like mm. anytime the government says you need to go on with your lives what they mean is like go buy some shit yes you know like yes. go to work get paid and then spend that money on stuff
1: mm-hmm. go wait Which, the gas I mean, station. yeah and I feel like there
0: was an explicit call for that like there was, yeah, there was like there go was. to the mall after oh yeah 9/11. oh yeah yeah like mm-hmm.
1: Go buy. So, I mean, this was miniature American flags by the right. by the bushel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this that's probably bushel <laughs> <laughs> miniature American
1: flags. Uh, another article. Johnson County Emergency Management Coordinator Tom Hansen said county law enforcement and hospitals decided Tuesday to maintain business as usual in most areas. So that's. Again, law enforcement and hospitals decided that they would continue operating. (laughs) And a quote from Tom Hansen. One of the goals of terrorists is to disrupt our day-to-day routine. The biggest thing is to get right back to business as soon as possible. And as Cooper was saying, I will underline the word business three times in that quote. (laughs) Like,
0: I understand if a normal person says, like, getting back to business, they just mean (laughs) getting back to your life. But, Mm -hmm. like... And these people say it's
1: <laughs> yeah and again everybody seemed to know like implicitly that the goal of terrorism was that you know i wouldn't continue living my life as normal <laughs> right i mean sort of but i i don't know that the terrorists are like i don't know if it's an explicit goal of theirs to stop me from going to the mall
2: right <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> like that specifically it's, yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah. That's it's the micro level is not like yeah.
2: <laughs> it's always a good time to encourage Americans to go to the mall.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which I mean like that is I I think like an interesting contrast with covid or whatever. Yeah. It's like they can't do that exact I mean, they plenty of people are, but like <laughs> you have to pitch it way differently. It's not just like showing covid who's boss by going to the mall, like
1: I mean, it is kind of It the is. Same. I mean,
0: yeah, but like Democrats have to like say it different <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They could all say it the same way in that case.
1: Um and then this next article is again like a very direct comparison to what we're experiencing now iowa state football coach dan mccarney the son of a policeman reacted with sadness and compassion for the victims tuesday following the deadly terrorist attacks in new york city and washington uh if you didn't catch that they inserted there for for what reason exactly they just (laughs) pointed out dan mccarney the son of a policeman (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> right I was like gonna bear with it if the next sentence was specifically about New York City cops or something but it's right.
2: like how your last name was your occupation in provincial France
1: <laughs> <laughs> even Policeman was... or
2: like Johnson Policeman <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah this is just some of that objective journalism that you mm-hmm. you love it makes you sick to your stomach McCarney said the worst thing is you don't know if it's over The national tragedy turned ISU's thoughts away from Saturday's scheduled game against Iowa at Jack Trice Stadium. School officials will announce today if the game will be played Saturday, postponed to a later date, or canceled. I promise you, as big as this game was to all of us early this morning, it seems very, very small in comparison to what's happening in this country right now, McCarney said. I pray for all the victims right now and the victims' families. I certainly pray for the rescue workers to give them strength. I don't think any of us can even imagine what it must be like out there right now, and it may not all be over. But we're a prideful country, and tough times and tragedies like these seem to bring out the best in all of us in America.
0: And <laughs> yeah, they certainly
2: did.
1: Depends on your perspective. There's never <laughs>
2: been a tragedy that brought out the best in Americans. <laughs> yeah. It's always bad.
1: Didn't, definitely did not just like... Irreparably, like turn us into a far more militaristic and uh, police state-style society. No, it didn't do that. (laughs) Uh, The Cyclones practiced Tuesday afternoon.
2: (laughs) That's so jarring. (laughs) That
1: afternoon, yes. uh, Not knowing if they'll play Saturday or not, McCarney called the workout subdued and real quiet. (laughs) (laughs) We addressed the national tragedy before practice started and had some prayers together with the team. (laughs) 20% more prayers than usual.
2: What are you praying for?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, And then I'll I'll skip most of this. Uh, I'm just stunned right now, McCarney said. You can't imagine anything like this ever happening to this country. It's real hard to even think about playing a football game. McCarney thought it was important to practice Tuesday to bring the team together more than anything else. It's just been hard on everyone. My God, he said. We felt like we needed to be together today. It wasn't a great practice.
2: (laughs) I'm going to be real with you. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't great.
1: Name names who wasn't pulling their weight on the team. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say, I I looked it up. Uh, They did not go forward with the Iowa versus Iowa State football game that Saturday. (laughs) Did they
0: delay it or just cancel it?
1: Uh, They rescheduled it for November 24th.
0: Uh, Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank goodness. But again,
1: it's such a direct line to what's going on right now. (laughs) Like football (laughs) and Iowa college football specifically, like nothing can be allowed to get in its way. (laughs) We must play football. I mean, Donald Trump even tweeted. Especially
2: not a pesky theater arts program. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Donald Trump tweeted what? Wait, oh, didn't he tweet about the Big Ten? Uh,
1: yeah, I think it was just all caps, uh, play college football with several exclamation points afterwards. So <laughs>
2: Nice. Good hit sent. Good tweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good tweet, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, 9-11, they at least had the sense to delay the game. oh my god Donald
2: Trump's 9-11 tweet happy 9-11 to all the to everyone (laughs) including my the haters and losers (laughs) gold star tweet (laughs) to wish a happy 9-11 to say haters and losers it's so
0: good (laughs) I mean to acknowledge
1: even the haters and losers it's really magnanimous beautiful Mm -hmm. it is a, a date where we must all come together you know Absolutely. <laughs> Even later. <laughs> Even later. But, but the fact that they allowed the 9-11 terrorist attack to delay a college football game just shows like how seriously they actually took that event. And now right. they're fighting like tooth and nail. Like we will have a fucking football season. God damn it! Even though the actual act of having a football game and, like, having spectators in the audience is going to, like, literally kill people. (laughs) Right. Yes. Whereas after 9-11, I mean, they could have just played the game. It would have been in bad taste, but...
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I you know, if they thought there was a risk, it's either, like, it wouldn't kill anybody or it would kill lots of people, Mm -hmm. but this, you have an assurance that it will kill a good number of people. And, like...
2: Right, like, theoretically, you could bond the stadium, but... Right. Like, I mean... But, like, you, are, if you play football now, you are guaranteed Yeah. deaths.
1: Yeah, you can't fill those huge stadiums without... I mean, there's going to be deaths to follow. Right. It is not safe. That's a lot of people, and, like, you're just playing the numbers at that point. I assume there is no... I haven't paid any attention because I don't,
0: like, I don't care beyond the sort of... That it's disgusting, but like, I assume there's no talk of like having empty state, you know, just like televising. Well, like, the games Iowa or... State
2: just backed off on it because they were gonna have mm-hmm. like 25,000 kids at that, oh, that, yeah, and they just backed off on it.
0: Mm-hmm. So they're it gonna was... play and just have it be,
2: I don't know what they're I doing. Think, yeah, I
1: think they're gonna play to an empty stadium. Okay. Yeah, but again, um, we but, we're like the three worst people associated with this podcast to be keeping up with right. sports news. <laughs> okay, <but laughs> I'm just saying we could I be wrong about some the, of this.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, I just read articles about it. Yeah, because um, I was trying to remember why I hate Jamie Pollard, mm, right. and it was the Martin band thing. Mm-hmm. But oh yes, um, right, right, he's Which the we one who early on, yeah he's the one who wrote about how bad it would be and he resisted so 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 hard the guidelines they put out were so ridiculous as far as like what they were going to do about it before they were like come on and canceled the games <laughs> it was just like get there early so you have a parking spot that's far from others <laughs>
0: <laughs> everyone just has to get there early so that they're far away from everyone else. right.
1: How is that a guideline that makes any sense?
2: I know they were like they were like astounding <laughs> like How ill-prepared. I mean that's true everywhere. We need to talk mm-hmm. about wow. college and
1: yeah. oh yeah, it's it's been hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean we've we've covered the the basic themes that I I gathered from my own memories and our friends' memories about what was happening then. I guess we didn't actually get to the country songs. Cooper, do you have (laughs) thoughts about uh, country music that immediately followed
0: 9-11? I just, like, that was... I I had no concept of what country music was until then. Like Toby Keith was kind of, like, my introduction to, like, pop country. And so, like, I thought it was way worse than it is. I still don't really like it, but, like, I thought it was absolutely batshit because <laughs> i figured toby keith was just like the average
1: <laughs> right it's not all quite as uh horrible as it was in like late 2001 <laughs> yeah i
0: don't i don't have any major insights i just now kind of am excited to, to go and listen to some of that
1: yeah uh, yeah trash, like... I, I was listening to some of it earlier today and like some of the best ones there was a the charlie daniels band this ain't no rag it's a flag. <laughs> okay hell yeah that's got kind of I love it kind of like a funky rhythm to it it's but it's a it's a real piece of shit obviously
2: oh my god all of the country boys have two first names (laughs) like Toby Keith right is Charlie Daniel a country guy like Luke Bryan I there are like a million of them Mm
0: -hmm. Charlie Daniels was was old I mean he would is he dead now yeah yeah he he just died yeah yeah because either rich Chris went to his grave (laughs) But yeah, he was he was he was like devil went down to Georgia. Yeah, yeah, the devil
1: went down to Georgia guy. Mm. Yeah,
0: which okay, missed opportunity. No devil went up to New York. Come
1: on,
2: (laughs) that's amazing. Thank you. You Thank you.
0: I'm gonna contact the Charlie Daniels estate.
1: Yeah, the Toby Keith song that that you were alluding to is called "Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue," and then in parentheses,
2: oh my god,
1: and then in parentheses, "The Angry American." (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: it's real bad that's like the put a boot in your ass it's the American way yeah
2: oh my god and I know
0: there I don't I'm not going to say it there's some sort of uh horrible like racist reference to like head garments I'm not gonna yep it's bad stuff
1: Hmm, let me see
0: I think, I maybe I'm...
1: You can look up the lyrics yourselves, uh, listeners. Yeah. We won't be repeating any slurs here. No. <laughs> Not this episode.
0: <laughs> that's for the Patreon.
1: Yeah, that's that's when I read Joseph Dobrian books. Uh, <laughs> and then I think my favorite of all of them is by Daryl Worley. It's called Have You Forgotten?
0: You, you, you're making this song up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh no, okay. it's real, Daryl Worley.
1: I'll be ending today's episode with an excerpt from "Have You Forgotten" by Daryl oh, Worley. Beautiful, beautiful. So, if you're not familiar, you'll get a little taste of it. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna read some of the lyrics because it's it's pretty insane. Uh, so, he released this in uh, like sometime in 2002, I think, a- after like the, the war in Afghanistan was really like underway and had been going on for a while. Sure. So, the song starts like this. I hear people saying, we don't need this war. I say there's some things worth fighting for. What about our freedom and this piece of ground? We didn't get to keep them by backing down. They say we don't realize the mess we're getting in. Before you start your preaching, let me ask you this, my friend. Have you forgotten how it felt that day? To see your homeland under fire and her people blown away? Have you forgotten when those towers fell? We had neighbors still inside, going through a living hell. And you say we shouldn't worry about bin Laden. Have you forgotten?
0: Oh wow mm. <laughs> yeah. He went for A it with the rhyme. Slam rhyme. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so literally just like listen, I hear you saying that we shouldn't just be like waging mass destruction all over the earth, but uh remember like the emotions you felt? Let's just keep exploiting those. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's just straight up exploit your your feelings to uh, to justify continued warfare. Oh, actually, now that I am reading lyrics, I gotta do another one. <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely.
0: I mean, he should have been like getting a cutback back from like the DOD or something, and I bet he
1: wasn't. And like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. What a rube! I wouldn't be <laughs> super surprised because, like, like we were talking about earlier, like all of culture just like turned like it was all yeah. suddenly dominated yeah. by this pro war stuff,
2: video games. Big time. Yeah. Superhero movies.
1: Okay, so uh, Alan Jackson released a song called uh, Where Were You?
2: Both first names as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, this out. is the only one that I really like. Yeah, this and Toby Heath are the two that I remember mm-hmm. well
1: because. Uh, it's called Where Were You? And then in parentheses, When the World Stopped Turning. And there's just one part of it that I want to highlight here. world
2: we'll starts turning, and the adults. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead.
1: I'm just a singer of simple songs. I'm not a real political man. I watch CNN, but I'm not sure I can tell you the difference in Iraq and Iran. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a lot there. I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I know Jesus, and I talk to God. And I remember this from when I was young. Faith, hope, and love are some good things he gave us. And the greatest is love. Okay. Uh, I don't know the difference between Iraq and Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, two countries that had nothing to do with 9-11 <laughs> right <laughs> and then we'll just immediately turn to the bible
0: <laughs> and like okay love is sure that's great stuff what does the okay what do we do with it like, right
1: should we maybe be putting that into practice or <laughs> right or are you saying that in complete contradiction of like what you are promoting here it's tough love it's very tough love yeah so if you're not familiar with those songs listeners I uh highly recommend them. Recommend spoken with uh heavy irony. <laughs> I will say my my father never expressed any interest in country music prior to 9/11. <laughs> and then had a brief country face, which I attribute to the uh mental manipulation going on <laughs> in right-wing media at the time. Convincing him he God, liked country I music for Dad. a while.
2: all their brains are fucking poisoned (laughs) yeah how long until you like I was gonna
1: say as a dad I can
2: confirm my brain is poisoned clock ticking down to when you're a QAnon guy
1: (laughs) as long as I never like procreate I think I should be able to keep my brain as it is preserve my my current (laughs) mindset
2: (laughs) poisoned by memes
1: (laughs) okay so uh We've done a good job remembering 9/11 together. Mm-hmm. We didn't forget it. Mm-hmm. And
2: Justin's birth is the only thing that's relative mm-hmm. relevant to me. This yeah. is
1: this has been a a memorial podcast and also a birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. Sunrise, sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna close with one more article that was printed in the Gazette's 9/11 extra edition. Headline is. Attack should prompt increased security. Okay. It was a chilling scene. This morning, the normally busy Gazette staff stood silently before a color television, staring at the screen.
2: <laughs> what is he clarifying? <laughs> <laughs> this is color TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the,
1: it's the 21st century, and we have a color television. <laughs> <laughs> The television is always on in the newsroom, but it rarely catches much attention. Just a parting glance as staffers rush through the newsroom or pause in their work. Not today. Oh
2: my god, imagine if you had the news around you all the time. Mm. I never have to see TV news. I get so upset when I do.
1: In offices and homes and schools throughout the United States, and even the world, we will all be watching, or listening, or reading about two planes that crashed into the World Trade Center in New York City. We will watch clouds of black smoke billowing into the sky, and we will all ask the same question, why? And then they give the facts of like, planes hit this at this time, plane hit this at this time. We all know what happened, so I'll skip that part. Here are some predictions about what will happen. Some will become heroes as they work to save the people trapped in the rubble of the two World Trade Center buildings. We will all endure increased security at airports and government buildings. That's the way it should be. We should not grumble about the loss of our civil liberties. <laughs>
0: okay. Really just going for
2: it. God there. damn it, I'm upset about <laughs> airports tonight. <laughs> they could be so cool. Fuck fuck you for reminding me <laughs> that things could be better.
1: <laughs> what we pay in inconvenience will help buy our safety.
0: Yep, civil liberties are just a convenience. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Again, this is some objective journalism. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whoever did this, be it terrorists from the Middle East or more Timothy McVeigh types, whatever point they were trying to make has been lost. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. The reaction will be a backlash against the cause they were trying to advance.
2: Um.
0: Okay, so this is the terrible article I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. At least, <laughs> yeah.
1: I got to question the logic there, because I mean, if somebody like pulls off a terrorist attack against the world superpower, do you think they really don't expect retaliation? Right. Do you think they're not actually trying to like instigate further U.S. action?
2: Obviously, yeah. yeah
1: like they come on, <laughs> finally. We will feel enormous sympathy for the people who lost loved ones today. Buildings can be replaced. Security can be restored. <laughs> what they have Check lost my watch. <laughs> makes this chilling scene a tragedy.
0: I would like the sort of like compliment sandwich of starting with like, here's some stuff. Um, we think that like firefighters are brave. We think civil liberties are bullshit. And we <laughs> think that the victims Or make us sad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they really did kind of sneak it in there. Yeah. Yikes. And that was, you know, the Gazette's first kind of indication of the world that had been created from that point on.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the more... In some ways, that's the more prescient one, I guess. Because, like, that's us.
1: Today. Yep. And we've been... (laughs) Feeling it ever since.
0: Security can be restored. It won't be, but it <laughs> can be.
2: Justice for airpod. I'm t- gonna <laughs> stop talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to have this vivid valley. Like it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be this way. Wake up, yeah. Americans. Wake up. You can keep your goddamn shoes on. You're not going <laughs> through their, their fucking like X-ray beam machines. Mm-hmm where you put your arms up and they steal your organs.
1: Yeah, I was actually... <laughs>
2: <Take> facial recognition.
1: <laughs> I believed a lot of conspiracy theories about those x-ray machines and I still kind of do. <laughs>
2: I, I, believe, I 100% believe conspiracy theories about it. Oh my God. So we went through um, the airport went in Denver when I was pregnant and it mm. was like so... Like, such a striking thing, because the only people that they had pulled aside were, like, moms, so you could, like, request not to go through it, and I didn't want to go through the fucking whatever the fuck they shoot into you when i was pregnant and so i asked like to be separated and to do the search and so the like little search area for all the high risk people was me and a woman who refused to throw away her breast milk because it was like oh that's so fucking dark they wanted to take her breast milk and throw it away (laughs) yeah because of the liquids thing it Mm -hmm. wasn't distributed enough and she was bawling for obvious reason you'd like bleed for that so I was like nice job America you're really
0: okay but breast milk would be a really good cover for liquid explosives so
2: (laughs) (laughs) the magic of titty milk
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: does it liquid gold doesn't know no bounds
1: (laughs) (laughs) so to wrap things up I guess I'll say that uh, 9-11 was one of the worst experiences a lot of us had gone through at the time and Everything that our government and the people in charge of the world did in response made the world a worse place and Mm -hmm. didn't really do anything to protect our safety, even though that was, of course, the reason that they gave for all of the measures they took. And the thing we're experiencing now, the COVID pandemic, is another of the worst things that we've ever experienced. and. Again, nothing the government is doing uh, is going to help us. Uh, They're only going to try to make things worse. So keep that in mind as we (laughs) move forward. Uh, We're going to be facing more of the worst crises we've ever seen before in the future. And the people who who are in charge, as long as things continue to be as lopsided as they are, and as long as the people who control everything have no real accountability to the people who live on this planet, uh, they're just going to keep doing things that serve their own interests, and they'll only use the increasing crises as excuses to further make things worse for us and better for them. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening. This has (laughs) been uh, Rock Hard Caucus episode 39, I believe. Thanks for joining us for that. And thank you to the Harwoods for uh, speaking with me about that thing that happened to us 20 years ago
0: absolutely in in response to your very dark comments I'd like to say vote blue no matter who <laughs> now play us out Darnell Swirly here we go <laughs> have you forgotten <laughs> how it felt that day to see your homeland under fire and her people blown away have
2: you forgotten when those times garden yeah. It took all the footage off my TV
1: said it's too